Hello, beautiful, nay, gorgeous listeners of World Enough and Time. This is Andy, one of the co-hosts of this podcast. I just wanted to explain that I've been incredibly busy lately, and that means that I haven't been able to spend any time on the podcast at all. In fact, the last time that we actually podcasted was back in December. This will all change, hopefully soon, as um, my work life becomes slightly less manic. So the treat that we have in store for you today is a podcast we recorded back in October. Wow. Um, When I was over in New Zealand with my wonderful sister Alex, my co-host, and it's all about the Stones of Blood. And yeah, I hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back on a monthly schedule from now on. episode there were so many toes on show throughout if i want to be cozy and feel like i'm in my happy place stones of blood really does it and pendant which looked exactly like it i don't know how you made it the seal of diplos (laughs) with ball bearings i think in our um our own homemade doctor who top trumps yeah. The ogre were pretty powerful. Were I think they? they were almost a nine or a ten yeah. for strength stakes. Yes. It just makes you think of dogging slightly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> Have you just broken a chair? <laughs> Hello and welcome to World Enough and Time. My name's Alex. And I'm Andy. Hi. Hello, Barbara. Barbara Wright, as I live and breathe. I just can't help it. (laughs) That's how I look. I know. All natural. Astonishing. So um, Alex has been cosplaying, not to go to an event, just in her house. It's quite normal. Yep. I look amazing. She does. I've never looked more beautiful. (laughs) Barbara. Or beautiful. One of the two. The the best thing, dear listeners, was when she went in to say goodbye, goodnight to two of her children. And she said, don't worry, I look scary. <laughs> Kiss them goodnight. They had fear in their eyes. I saw. <laughs> so yeah. what's, what's the reason for the Barbara cosplay? Tell all. Well, um, you may remember last month. Nay, two days ago. Last month? Yes. Back in November. Oh, yes, back Remember when? how cold it was in November? Oh, it was chilly. No, we're in New Zealand. Oh, yeah, but I'm in the UK, good. people listening in the UK, it was cold, remember? I'm not northern hemisphere biased sorry sweetie um yes back then yeah we did a podcast about the reign of terror Indeed. and there was just so much joy in her hair but i knew i could improve upon it there was a little bit of unnecessary fluff at the back and i knew i could do better <laughs> yeah. for the um the non-casual fan i.e all doctor who fans you will know that barbara's hair is slightly floppy in the reign of terror disappointingly so mm. at the back um, but you decided to go for full Barbara, so we went Keys and, keys and Marinus. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to half it when you do a Barbara. No, <laughs> you don't. Full Barbara. So it's episode six, when she's worried about... I knew that. ...young Susan. Yes. And the phone. I was most concerned. I was too. Yes. So, um, of course, this will all be old news to you if you follow us on Twitter, because you'll have seen these, <laughs> these pictures a yes. month ago. Yes, ancient news. Yes. Yes. But, um... 
We don't care about that. No. We're not here to be current. It's new for us. It's not what World Enough and Time is about. No, as the Kaliak is all too clear about. Yes. <laughs> you mentioned the Kaliak, which is something of a clue to this week's episode, although you'll have seen already what the episode's for. Still exciting. I know, I'm excited. We're going to depart from the norm and not start with a quiz. What? We're going to start with... Podcast Roundup. Podcast Roundup? Listen to Mummy's silly voice saying Podcast Roundup. (laughs) (laughs) Must I? Podcast Roundup. This is a moment at which we talk about our favourite podcasts. We had a brief discussion beforehand, although I know Alex does listen to some Doctor Who podcasts. Probably not enough to name them. I've got a very poor memory. Yeah. I do like the ones I hear. You're all very good. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know what you're called. But um, (laughs) thank you for the joy. So the podcasts we'd like to mention are the old Doctor Who show. Mm. I have heard them. They're good, aren't are they? Are they the people... Who are obsessed about Perry Sleeves about and Mark Perry Adorani? Sleeves. <laughs> I that love best? that. Yeah. Yes, I do know that one. The old Doctor Who show, thank you. We love your show. They're currently on Delta and the Bannermen, although they'll be further on by the time they're listening to this. Gosh. We love them. Brilliant. Keep on doing what you're doing. I especially love the song at the end, so much that I wish we had a song at the end, but now I can't steal that from them. Oh. I know. No, we can't. No. I'd also like a shout out to Tim Worthington, who runs the Looks Unfamiliar podcast, which is one of my favourite podcasts. It's not all Doctor Who, in fact, very rarely Doctor Who. Oh. But you can tell there's a, there's a background coverage of Doctor Who within. That doesn't make sense. I know, but he's all cult TV and things okay. people have forgotten. Good. Wonderful. Tim Worthington, thank you. Well done. Take a bow. I'm also very much enjoying, although going back in time a bit, Flight Through Entirety. I think we mentioned the last time. Yes. But we're still enjoying them. In fact, we listened to their review of Stones of Blood, spoiler, on the way back from our holiday. Yes. Just earlier today. Yes. So Many the... talks of sausage sandwiches. Yeah. So much so we won't be mentioning them at all tonight. No, we can't mention the sausage sandwich. There's a sausage sandwich embargo. And I'd also like to mention New to Who, which is another fantastic podcast. The only thing I don't like about it is they... Oh, what's the term they use? They use a term. I don't know. For nerds. Oh, my God, it's gone. But they say something every, every time and it annoys me. Okay. That's uh, really resonated it's not with res- many people. <laughs> Thanks for that really, really oh, interesting it's gone. Thought. It's gone. You know the thing that you say that I don't like. I'm sure you do. I think, don't think they want to Think remember. hard and look on. The phrase my dad was trying to remember was sweet dogs. I mean, please. But the New To Who podcast has ended now anyway. And I also went to want to mention my very favourite podcast of all, which is Round the Archives with Andrew and Lisa. Oh, yes. Because they are lovely people, and I could just sit and listen to them all day. Very cute. It was a sad day when I finally caught up with all of their podcasts so far. So keep on doing what you're doing. You're amazing. You know I think that. And it's not only because I appear on their podcast occasionally. No. (laughs) Not at all. Wee bit. So what is it time for now? I think it's time for a quiz. (laughs) If it's possible, she's got more fierce now she's turned into Barbara. (laughs) No, but the thing is... Tell me, Barbs. I know so much about Doctor Who. You know so little. It's just got silly. So um, I, with... Some help from IMDb, but not much. Not much. Really, it's just for reassurances. Podcast sake. is still open, dear listeners. The pod, not the podcast, the, the app. I've got no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> the words, sweetie, the words. I'll cut that out. It'll be seamless in the edit. Okay, right. So. The app 
It's still open, dear listener. Yeah, yeah, but don't you be looking. So, this is... Which costume designer did? Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, I'll never be able to do this. such high hopes for you. Oh, shit. So, I would like to know... (laughs) Costume designer? Are you serious? Costume designer, yeah. Can you pick some stories that I might have seen a lot on video and remember the credits for? No. Okay. So I'm going to go with Dragonfire, part two, if it helps. Dragonfire, part two. Please tell me the costume designer. I'm going to say Roz, someone. I have no idea. <laughs> yes, this is my new favourite game. <laughs> no idea. How does it Kezia to win? Oh, good try. Richard Croft. No idea. Oh, that's a shame. Right, let's move on to... The Day of the Daleks, episode four. Please tell me who the costume designer was. Barbara Lane. <gasps> so close. Mary Husband. <laughs> <laughs> I've never ever heard of Mary Husband. So is Mary Husband responsible for Joe's Red Knickers? Joe's Red Knickers were her personal choice. Do you choice? think Mary Husband <laughs> bought the Red Knickers in I... MS? I think Mary Husband has a secret fantasy about denim with red knickers underneath. And she made us all experience that. Which, to be honest, I'm quite pleased about. R.E. Helpy. That's all I have to say. R.E. Helpy. Okay, this is getting into an era you may be comfortable with. Please, God. Um, the Android Invasion. Oh, Doreen James? Oh... <laughs> I really wish that was true. Barbara Lane. No! I thought it might be Barbara Lane. I hate you. It feels like the tables have been well and truly turned. Oh, no, no. I feel like... I was looking at you and thinking, Barbara, 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 Barbara. I can't no. be. Damn. Okay. I'm doing quite well so far. So well. Um, so this one. <clears throat> just travel the... <laughs> oh, Castrovalva. Oh, do you feel oh. like you've got confidence here? Oh, Dorkanir Adzik. No! <laughs> she did a lot of those, didn't she? She looked a bit like Nissa too, didn't she? Mm-hmm. No. This is Odile Dixon. Dix Moreau! <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one, I got it wrong. Oh, you did get it wrong. All wrong. It's actually Odile. I thought it might be, but still, I like to get it wrong. To make Can I get a half point for Dix no, Moreau? No. You hadn't said it. No. Um, <laughs> another classic here. I'd love to know who did this leotard. The greatest show in the galaxy. No clue. Oh. No, no idea. Sorry. Rosalind Ebert. Or Ebert. I said Ros. You see, that was only yes. a few stories. There. I knew there was a Ros around then. Well, you've given up already. Very British spirit here. Well, Rosalind Ebert. She's oh. my favourite designer. Good. Um... I must admit, I am enjoying this quite a lot. Yeah, I am too. Are you? Yeah. Oh, oh, like I'm really keen to know who this one is. Yeah. Death to the Daleks. Oh. Oh, actually, no. I'm going to take this off you. Yeah. Apparently, this person was uncredited. I don't think it's fair to ask you this. (laughs) So, we don't know who came up with those horrible... Brine nylon no, blue pants. But they were uncredited. L. Roland Warren. I would have got that one. Would you? No, but I've heard of them. <laughs> I like to think they were called Lavinia. Yes, seems likely. Um, let's see if there's more um, of the same season. 
of the spiders. Oh. It feels like someone who's like Barbara Lane, but not Barbara Lane. Mm. Who's got a similar sort of name. Mm. Am I, I, I cold or warm? Well, it just depends on your view of <laughs> this name. I really feel like I should I'll give know you a clue. This. Yes, do. We've had this one before. <laughs> oh, no. Barbara Lane. Al Roland Warren. <laughs> Uncredited again. <laughs> so her wonderful stripey thing for Sarah, uncredited. I know. What were Rude. they thinking? And um, they gave Jenny Lair the credit for Nesca. I don't know what you're I can't. About. You must not take him. You cannot take him. You must not take him. <laughs> She's amazing. Right. Oh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get kinder. I know you wouldn't, but I will. Um, Rude. Okay, so, time flight. <gasps> this is either Dorka or Anusia Niradzic, and I think it's... <laughs> With the pain, I'm loving the squirm. <gasps> oh, God, I think it's Dorka Niradzic. <gasps> Amy Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Roberts was a good costume designer. Wasn't she, though? Best. Um... So far, I don't know how many I have asked, but I certainly know how many you've got. I've got right. half a point for Dix Moreau. No, you think you have. No. Okay, right, right, right. Get excited. The City of Death. <gasps> got a, I've got one. You've got one, you've got In one. In the flipping bag. Doreen James. Yay! Yay! Woo! High five. Thank you. Good job. I've got one point. I'm, I'm back in the world. Honestly, I think we should play this game every day. No. Um, one more. I'm saying one more. I think it's one more. I should have someone help me keep score. Um, right. So, oh, oh, oh. Terror of the Zygons. Oh, oh, they mentioned this the other day. Terror of the Zygons. Yes. You see, there's someone who's like Barbara Lane, whose name I can't remember, and I think it's her. Mm. And it is... I think it might be a Sylvia someone. Mm. Similar to a Sylvia. I don't know. Um... Can I have an initial? J. J. And then another letter. (laughs) (laughs) The surname starts with A. Oh, is it James H? This hey! <laughs> Winner! Such a Sylvia. Right, that's it. Well done. Two points, no halves. Mm. Good job, You though. did give me the JA for James H, and that was quite generous. I think so. I don't think I would have given you those I didn't think you'd outs. get it because you thought it was similar to Sylvia. <laughs> I thought I was on to a I winner. I don't know who Sylvia was. <laughs> but I hope she's still alive and doing well. Yeah, no, she is. But hark! Who's that? That's safe and relieved after an encounter with the Megara last week. We, we saved her from the Megara. Uh, to be honest, I was glad they were gone. Yeah. They rude. were a bit rough. Yeah, they were. Yeah. So the Kaliak is back in business, well and truly. And this is really her episode, if you think about it. It is. The Kaliak in the Stones of Blood episode. She's owning that. She is. Winning. She does look a bit sleeker. And a bit more like she has the eyes and ears of the actual Kaliak. Yeah. I know she is the Kaliak, but you know. I still actually don't understand how she has the eyes and ears. We'll get to that later. Good. I'll reveal all. Good. 
Um, any news, Kaliak? Well, remember, we're not just asking news. Now we can ask for any anything. Any thoughts that you've had ever, Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're Anything after. you've ever considered, just let it all out. <laughs> Kaliak, we're just glad you're around. <laughs> we are, To be we? honest, it was too scary. Our the Megara were too aggressive. fluffy friend. Oh, I wouldn't even say that. <laughs> Did you drop your scroll on the way? She hasn't got any news this week. Shit. <laughs> oh, wait, here it is on the floor. <laughs> oh, no, that's a crisp packet. <laughs> Do you know what it reads? Oh, it just God. says, And a happy Christmas to you all at home. Oh. Christmas-themed episode. She was ready. Well done, but what about Saturnalia, sweet pea? Don't you remember your pagan roots? Oh, there's another one. There's another scroll on the floor. Oh, that says, Happy Saturnalia mm. to you all at home. She's trying to do all of the seasons. Good. Here's Can we leave one. it? To... No. A happy holidays to you all at home. Oh, God. She's gone leave full inclusivity. She has. We love that, but... Well done. <laughs> right, she's off. Goodbye, Kaliak. Oh, she's rubbish. She's not very good. <laughs> for the new year, for 2019, can we get a new show, news... Creature. Creature. Well... We said that last time we got the Megara. I think we should just be grateful. Do you think? She doesn't take up much space. She's quite fluffy and feathery. She always turns up in some way, shape or form. She does, when we need her to. She's lovely. Okay, we'll keep her. For a break. Right. She's just rubbish. Right. (laughs) What's happening now? (laughs) Let me know. Well, I think we all know it's time for the Stones of Blood. So, the Stones of Blood. I think first you need to tell the listeners why we chose the Stones of Blood for this I think you ought to know by now. My life is an open book. Um, It was the story that was on when I was born. A brilliant day for us all. And I have just turned 40. It's quite an impressive day. And at the same time, we stayed in a lovely little countryside area that had quite a little copse. Very similar to that scene in The Stones of Blood. Yeah, and very regularly, I would turn to it and say, Oh, is there something going on in the circle? Strange. Let's Shall we take, take a, a look? <laughs> it was brilliant. Spot and we on. did take a look. We did. Well, actually, we didn't. Remember, we couldn't get there because there was a giant electric fence we in the way? We took a very distant look. We did. We yeah. didn't see if anything was going on in the circle, or indeed if there was a circle. No, there probably was. scared the life out of me. Did I? I'm so sorry. Look. Oh, is there something going on in the circle? Strange. Let's take a look, shall we? But the anniversarial stuff doesn't stop there. Oh, no. 40, because October 78, hurrah. But also it was the 100th Doctor Who story. I know. So 100th Doctor Who, 40th Alex. I got a special day. You did. I am a special lady. And then, of course, we have have mentioned before, but I think we need to mention now, that your middle name is... (gasps) Yes, I forget that too. Tell them. Well, I decided to change my name just because. And so my middle name is now Romana. Yes, I know, very grown up. (laughs) I feel I also need to add at this point, you may think she's a bit mad, but Alex actually runs a marketing agency. <laughs> so she's actually quite important. Well, ish. I like to. It depends so. where you sit on whether marketing is important. I like that you clarified that point, though. Yes. Yeah. 
So, Very clever lady, that's what they say. <laughs> that's what we're saying. So, the stones of blood. Let's start at the very beginning. Yes. Very good place to start. Well, my first note is... Yeah. Purple spangly shoe option, a near miss. <laughs> Should we start with Dressed for Success? Because I that was the I, first thing that occurred to you about this story. I may be on Dressed for Success for the entire episode. Well, let's start there. And you tell me when we're finished with Dressed for Success. I have a lot of costume design pointers okay, for so this one. Okay, so it's time for Dressed for Success. Oh, golly. I'm gonna get... Yeah. Whoever made the the choices, I don't know if this I doubt it was script person, probably yeah. more director or producer, had a bit of a toe fetish. <laughs> there were so many toes on show throughout. There was Only rem- only female toes. Yes. Yeah. See, that only adds to it. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I saw Romana's toes many times. Yeah. Wiggling sometimes. Yeah, wiggling in the mud. That was a that was, you don't like that, did oh, you? Oh I'm not comfortable with toes. Um Vivian Faye's toes, you had to really look, but they were there. Were they? Yes. When? Oh, she wore a nasty little strappy sandaly affair. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. No, so, yeah, just too many times that bits of heel, bits of toe were on show for us all. Not good. Okay. Um, Which were the best shoes? That's the next question. Okay, so. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm a grown-up-ish. Yeah. I am, I'm 40. We've already worked this out. <laughs> well, I'm not exactly properly grown up. I'm quite no. silly. Um, I quite like Romana's first strappy sandal. I must really? admit, the gold I do. Ones. They're kind of cool. They're, quite... They're kind of in now. Are they really? They Again, are. You see, I wouldn't know. Because yeah. that was 78. So they were probably very much new and amazing. At the time, then. I... Well, not at the time, because I was born. But in, when I first saw it, I was like, frick, they're gross. And Vivian Faye's strappy... Affair. So nasty. But yes. I don't even know what they look like. Oh, nasty. Um, yeah, so I do think both Romana's. But what about the shoes that she brought out and had in oh, her hand? Fetid things. They were fetid awful. They were, they were, they were a pre- joke. They were previous. Yes. Um, but yeah, what no, about the boots? The boots were beautiful. Yeah. Utterly Particularly beautiful. when twinned with lace, lacy hem and. Oh, the whole outfit. Skirt. Stunning. That magenta. I think that is my favourite. Um, Probably one of my favourite Doctor mm. Who companions. I remember costumes. that poster being on your wall for a long time. It was. Yeah. It was at university. That mm. one always stayed up, that one. Yeah, beautiful. Because the Stones of Blood has an important place in my heart for reasons I hope to be able to share as we continue oh, to review it. Other, I, other costume Other pointers. costume things. Why? Okay, so Romana didn't know she was going to a stone circle. I understand that. You, she wasn't wearing incredibly inappropriate things. However... The shoes didn't work. Vivian Fay was well aware she was going to a stone circle. And why? regularly. Yes, why? She was hot footing it to that stone circle regularly. A pink silky satin suit with a I silky I don't think it was shirt. silky. It I was think that was gross. horribly brine oily. Do you think? Well, the, the shirt underneath was I think it was, was quite, quite staticky, silky. the polyester. Yeah, it definitely pink. wasn't natural fibres. Right. But yeah, so that I didn't understand. One question I'd like answered. Ask the question. Was Burberry around in 1978? It's a Burberry cap, isn't it? It is a Burberry cap. I don't know. Perhaps it was in a small form. Mm, but it's certainly that that design. I was very excited by that. But then also, dressed for success, and I'm hoping by the time this goes out, we've found the pics. Do you remember 
What? Back in the day, what? when I was 19 years old, 21 oh, years ago. Gosh, yeah. So in, whenever that was, that year, when I was 25, oh, 1997. Yes. 1997. You were 19, I, I was. was 25. And we had a Doctor Who themed birthday party. And Alex decided to dress up as Cesar of Diplos, no less. Yes. I With did. full boob reveal costume. Yeah. And and pendant, which looked exactly like it. I, I don't know how you made it. I made the seal of Diplos <laughs> with ball bearings. And you had the full turbany blue I had thing. the silver headscarf. I had yeah. silver paint. The dress I actually found in a charity shop and was amazing. Actually, in my head it was amazing. I'd like to see the pictures, just to be sure. Well, I have seen them fairly recently, bizarrely. A friend of mine has the pictures. So I, will, I hope we'll be able to post them as notes yes, so for this, this episode. Costume-wise, it, it was quite a nostalgic one for me. So are we finished with Dress oh, for Success? I may be, may be. There may be. There may be more right, to say. All right, we'll leave it for now. I'm gonna get for Shaping me up for the big time, baby. Get for at the start, I do want to say about, did you notice in those shoes that Romana, Myri Tam, really struggled to walk into the circle? If you watch that scene where no. she walks into the circle, she fair stumbles into it. It she would really, be impossible. She really tries to walk and I she just... I wouldn't know how anyone honestly, would manage it. if you haven't noticed it, it's worth just watching that scene. In fact, the wonderful Pip Maidley could probably do a very good video just of that moment where she stumbles regularly into the <laughs> circle. It's fantastic. I do want to talk about a problem... And that's the fact that I won't be talking about many problems for this story, I have to say. But at the start, when there's that beware of the Black Guardian moment. What's that about? Exactly. Because yes, I know the Black Guardian's the threat in the key to time season. But honestly, what was the point in that story to say, oh, the Black Guardian might be dangerous? And then there's no Black Guardian. There's I think not, it was nothing just to do with Cesar. To keep the story arc alive. Was it? Maybe there was nothing else to tie it, so we thought, shit, we better bring yeah. a reference in. And there's all that stuff that seemed very expositionary about Romana um, being convinced that the White Guardian had come, she'd come, the, sorry, the President had come to Romana in the form of, no, wrong way around, the White Guardian had come to Romana in the form of the President. Okay. Weird? Yes. I just phase out when it comes to story arc bits. I'm like, get on with the plot, don't care. There was sudden exposition. Mm. But I did find it was a little bit odd that they were like, hmm, the one thing you should never do is bring all of the pieces of the key to town together, but we'll do it. <laughs> that was just bizarre. I don't get it still. But that, no, that's so that they can be together for one moment in order to restore harmony. No, I know that, but it's like, it's the one thing you should never do. What's the threat that's coming? Well, we're not sure, but someone told me about it. And it's, it's rapidly approaching. Yes. But mm. what I did um, like was the... So it was almost like postmodern, the deliberate exposition here, because he says, the Doctor says, oh, and there are six segments and they're all scattered amongst the universe and they all form different shapes. It was just a complete massive plot reminder. Mm. Well, yes, that must have been that whole bit then. Yeah, there was far too much of it there. Um, we leave the TARDIS. No, I haven't left the TARDIS. Right. Stay in the TARDIS. We're back in the room. <laughs> back in the room. 
One thing I'm nervous about. Tell me. What if there becomes an emergency where K9 needs to know about tennis? He's just deleted it all out of his memory banks. I was most concerned. You can just imagine a tennis-related emergency. No idea. All lawn, deleted. Lawn, reel or table. Mm, deleted everything. All gone. Okay, we can leave the TARDIS now. Thank you. Forget. Erase memory banks concerning tennis. Memory erased. So as soon as we leave the TARDIS, the Doctor is a litter bug, which would have been a problem in 1978, because I'm fairly sure there was a litter bug campaign headed by ABBA oh, was in that... one particular photo shoot. Wow. I know, was they got Keep ABBA Britain to do it. Keep Britain Tidy. They got ABBA to do a was photo. Was nothing to do with Keep Britain Tidy? We have no, a lot she was, of no, she was to do with Busby. It's okay. similar. Okay. British Telecom, the yeah. Busby thing. You think Keep Britain Tidy as well? Do you think she had something to I do remember with it? a Keep Britain Tidy poster that we had, and I don't, wouldn't know why anyone would have that in their house otherwise. It seems, but mum's quite it weird. It seems the sort of thing she'd be involved in. Yeah. Um, as a mum about town. <laughs> but yeah, she, he chucks the umbrella away. Just across the, the moorland. I liked that. Did you? I did too. Silly. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I also like the, them being true to Romana in the sense that she doesn't know where the heck she is or what time it is. And then yeah. when, when the Doctor's explaining about the Stone Circle, she, he's saying, well, you know, no, this is ages ago I'm talking about when people yes. used the stones. She's and like, she's oh, like, these people oh, are primitive. That was really yeah. nice character stuff there. Yeah, she's likeable. And I do think Mary Tam seems really comfortable in the role now. Yes. Don't yes, you? I... I often worry about Mary Tam because I never feel that Tom was nice enough to her. But she was really good. She, she was wasn't really she? confident. She was such. Don't you a think she was there character. with Tom? She was really yes. like she but held yeah, her own. She really wasn't. No matter what role she was put in, falling over cliffs or whatever, she was really strong and able. And like now, nah, I'm not trusting you right now. She was strong and brilliant. Enter Amelia Rumford. Oh yes. Tell me about Amelia Rumford. Oh goodness. Well. You have to forgive her the many, not quite fluffed lines, but very, very badly almost. delivered lines. I can completely see about six takes of that first scene yeah. where she's saying, um, oh, and the survey of 1920. Yeah. You feel like there was lines Dr. just below. Dr. Borlase, and then the survey of no. Yeah. But really, it kind of worked. It worked because the doctor's there losing the will to live, and that's really funny. Yeah. That he has to wait for her. They really worked well together. Didn't they? The Doctor and Amelia together were adorable. Yeah. She really liked him. She found it... I loved the excitement that she felt about being around the Doctor. She said, oh, I'm quite excited. It was yes. lovely. Look, I'll try and meet him halfway. You stay here in case Romana comes back. Yes, of course, Doctor. Yes? It's getting rather exciting, isn't it? What? Yes, yes, of course. Let's hope it doesn't get too exciting, huh? And then, of course, follow, following swiftly on her heels, we have Miss Vivian Fay, who moves very quietly. Yes, and she's very slimy from yeah. as, the moment you meet her. Love her. But it was really cool because we watched it with the, with the wonderful Christy. The wonderful Christy man. Yeah, it's always important. Do you want to say hello? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... I was interested to know, someone who hasn't seen it before, whether or not you're instantly thinking, is, is, she, is she obviously dodgy? Yeah, is she the villain? Because she looks really dodgy if you rewatch it. You know from day one or from go one, she's there. Um, she and is... what did you think, Christy? 
She didn't seem dodgy, but definitely strange to me. Strange. strange. But you didn't think she was the baddie, did you, or did no. you? No. no. Not at the beginning. No. Very late. Ah. I like the fact that she, she's got a role that makes you doubt a little bit. You think, hmm, there's something not. But yeah, no, she was... Yeah, she just had a slippery way about her that was very appealing. Now, we are talking about Susan Engel, who played Vivian Faye, after Anna Blackman famously turned down the role. Can you imagine Anna Blackman doing the role? I've not seen Anna Blackman do... I've only seen, like, only Goldfinger done... and The Avengers, the Avengers and yeah. Professor Lasky. <laughs> I was surrounded by no what was I blinded by professional vanity, that's the line. But maybe Yeah. Maybe she would have been good. Maybe she just we haven't seen her in the right roles. Yeah. But Susan Engel was brilliant. She was. What else has Susan Engel been in? Do we know of anything? I know nothing. I know she was in an episode oh. of The Lotus Eaters. Would you like me to open up IMDb? You could. I think it's we need to there. find out. I can talk about it for a bit longer. I'm sure you can. She has a presence. She's arch, she's... There's more going on behind the eyes. And... Well, this doesn't sound forced at all. Good. No. <laughs> but she's, um... She she's really a, does... Oh, she, oh, that's what she what? looks like now. She, she looks bad. a bit like Carol Lumsden. <laughs> I always thought she was a bit Carol Lumsden. <laughs> always. Carol Lumsden being the wicked stepmother of the family. In I don't think she'll to... be listening. I think we'll be fine. I think we're fine. <laughs> Wicked stepmother, evil lady. Well, classically, Holby yeah. City. Oh, brilliant. She was in Holby. Yeah. That's amazing. No, that's it. Kavanaugh QC. No, we're going back Inspector to the proper Morse. stuff, Inspector Morse. No. She's one of those sort of character actors who didn't really do an awful lot. It's weird. How did she keep going? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Rude. Be nicer about her. We want her as a guest, sweetie. We do. <laughs> Susie Engel, if you're listening, we'll interview you very, you hear very um, all about affectionately. Your role as the prioress in D.L. and Pasco. Yes. <laughs> the three gorsets in the island of Britain are the gorset of Salisbury in England, and that's Stonehenge, of course. Yes, thank you. The gorset of Brynguidden in Wales, and the gorset of Boscombe Moor in Dunnerium. And that's our nine trap. No. There's an important moment here that oh. comes in episode one. Yeah. It's really, really important. And yep. it's staggering how important it is to me. Oh, yes. It is the first time that I can remember that three women are on the screen. Three strong women as well. Yeah, three well-crafted female characters are on screen um, at the same time without any men. Mm. When the Doctor goes off, you've got Romana, you've got Vivian Fay, and you've got Professor Amelia Rumford. And they are just getting on without having any man there. Being really cosy. Being really cosy, That's even lovely. though she's an arch villainess. At that point, we don't know. We don't we know don't that. Know. And I was trying to think before that, how far do you have to go back? I, I could think of the three women in Planet of the Spiders with um, Sarah, the aforementioned Denny Laird as Nesca and Joanna Munro as whatever she was called. Yep. I can't think of any other story with three women. Are you asking me to remember things from Doctor Who? How silly, wasn't really it? Really not good at that. There's three women in the Sunmakers, but they don't meet at the same time. I'm sure Barbara and Susan met. Well, that's woman. it. Barbara, Susan, and Sabitha, but that's a long way back, yeah. <laughs> and only in our minds because of the Keys of Mariners cosplay oh, earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I'm channeling Barbara. But if right you now. could let us know of any previous scenes in which three women are standing talking together, then we'd like to hear of them. Yeah, I would. Love because to. famously, Hinchcliffe Doctor Who doesn't have nearly enough women. Season 12, I think Sarah, it's Sarah Betan 
and Miss Winters and, and, and Vira. And I think that's about it. Good. It's wrong. I can't read my notes. That's okay. Off forms a spot of detoxifying love. <laughs> Sorry. Tell, tell me about that. Would you like to unpack that note? No, off fans a spot. No. no. Oh! Tell me. Something, a spot of druiding love. Off. <laughs> yeah. I do like the fact they talk about the bids. The British Institute of Druidic Studies. It suddenly seems quite parochial and normal. I have the favourite thing about the Druids, can I say? One of my favourite scenes is when the Druids have the Doctor and then Amelia turns up. I know I'm skipping forward. I think we're allowed to do that. And she's on a bike. And when the Druids leave, they all get off in their cars or on their motorbikes to leave. You can hear the cars. You can hear the cars, and they're just normal people who are obviously bored and in really sad middle class lives. It might be okay to kill a man. Yes. It's interesting. I like that. It just makes you think of dogging slightly. (laughs) 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 Have you just broken a chair? Dogging. <laughs> Were you not thinking of dogging? <laughs> You're never invited oh, back. Don't Christy. give him another one. No, don't one give me another one of the same sort. <laughs> he can't be trusted with those chairs. <laughs> it's all your fault for mentioning dogging. <laughs> we all have no dogging in the Stones of Blood. If we still had com- comedy titles, that would have been it. We'll have no dogging in the Stones of Blood. <laughs> Good. Okay, can you answer me a question? Sorry, ask the question. Right. So, something I'm still unclear on. Ow. <laughs> that good? Um, did, did De Vries <laughs> know about... <laughs> oh, Christy, you're dying over there. <laughs> I have actually pinged my back. <laughs> We'll be fine, we'll be fine. Did De Vries know that Vivian Fay was this the is a owner really, of the stuff? Really good question. Because he's like, yeah, the paintings are who the removed cleaners. Who removed the paintings from the wall? Those paintings had been downstairs for a long time. And, an earlier, and an earlier question. Why did Césaire sell her house? No. Or? Even before that, why did she sit for three paintings? Foolish. Foolish when you'd know then that it was the same person. Yes. Would you just say family likeness? I imagine that it was the thing. But you you've to... hit on another point about the selling the house. Why would she leave that house? She'd be grand and she'd be in that house. She'd be like, yes, this is mine. Yes. It's the place for the goddess to be. Why would she let Leonard have it? I don't get it. But maybe it's just because then she's less... Obvious. Yes, you're never going to think that it's the woman who's doing the survey. You're more likely to think it's... The woman who owns the circle, perhaps. And I suppose if you've lived for a very long time, maybe you get bored of all the grandeur and you think, actually, I'm just going to live in a cosy cottage. Yes, she does love Rose Cottage. With a, with a dotty academic. Yeah. We used to live in a Rose Cottage. The links are very strong. <laughs> I do love the paintings. But you, you haven't cleared it up for me. I, I, that's because it's impossible to clear up. Because if you look quite, not even closely at this story, there are problems. Oh, OK. Let's not do that, then. <laughs> Um, yes. So, I really must talk about, for a while, whilst my back recovers from chair death, the, the cosiness of this story. Yes. I think this is the cosiest Doctor Who story of them all. Yeah. Because... The whole nighttime thing is brilliant. Nighttime. You have mugs of tea and sandwiches are first yeah. offered. Then we, later on, we have the flask that yeah. she brings. 
for Romanus. Also, when Romanus like, we should go to the to the hall and find out. And Amelia's like, let's let's, let's go, go now. now. It's Even lovely. though it's dark outside, it's not, let's go in the morning. It's let's pop over it's there cozy now. It's in she the cottage. We'll go outside. And also, the TARDIS feels cosier than ever because when Romana takes K nine there, yes, it's at night it's and it's dark, but she's cosy going to the TARDIS. Yes, they're all safe and cosy. And there. we said we wouldn't mention them, but the sausage sandwiches are probably oh, the coziest of they all. They are very cosy. Yeah, I would let you know that the horrible strappy sandals that she wears <laughs> as the Cesar when she's all silver, she wears the same sandals with socks while wearing the pink trouser suit in oh. the cottage, and it is very upsetting. Okay. That's the least cosy part of it. It is, but I just think that's the main thing I like about it. If I want to be cosy and feel like I'm in my happy place, Stones of Blood really does it. Here you are, my girl. Oh, thank you. Vivian is making some sausage sandwiches. Nothing like sausage sandwiches when you're working something out. And I think the the house as well, whatever it's what's it called. I don't remember. The house. The house. The big one. Leonard's house. That set is really lovely. Like the entrance hall and the other rooms. It's quite extensive, isn't it? It is. Well, this it's... is what the BBC did brilliantly was the period yes, drama it's sets. It's really beautiful. I'm it's only now rewatching I'm like, oh yes, that was a set, that wasn't the real house. Because yeah. it just was done so beautifully. It was. Well done. I do want to talk about an erstwhile visit to the Rollerite Stones, the actual Rollerite Stones oh, yes, that I went, went to with my, my dear wife um, many years ago, probably even about 10 years ago. Oh. If you do go, you'll probably be quite disappointed. Because there's two stones. No, there's lots of stones, but they're all really small. Yes. None of the big ones. And you kind of kind of hope that they left the Vivian Fay one behind. Yeah. Just to, that would have been really just nice. Thing. They should have done. But everything that looks like an impressive stone or is in fact an ogre was made for the programme. And the one with the, the plinth one with on the, the top. What's the one with the plinth on? Is that called a dolman? I don't know. <sighs> I know Making all about stones. Up. I'm just not going to tell you. But it does have the row of trees, which are even higher now. Okay. And it's, it's quite nice to go, but it's just... It, the funny thing is, the druids going off in their cars, completely possible, because the road runs right next to oh, the circle. Really? Yeah. Oh, cute. So, a bit of inside that knowledge happened. there. Yes. Loca- that's the, the location moment. Yes. Yes. I don't but, think this is going to become a, a regular rude. spot. <laughs> right. What about K9? He's quite a strong presence in this story. Yes! <laughs> no, he is. Um... Likeable for the first time in, a, in many stories. Like, his part to play is like, oh, great, canine can help now. It's yeah. not like an annoying thing that just kind of ruins it. Although he is incredibly slow at times. Yeah. But then there was fast. There was a moment where he was really fast where you could see he was, being, he was being pulled along with a string really fast by yeah. someone. You were worrying. You were looking at him, kind of oh. chivying him along, thinking, come on, you can do it. And he does eventually. There's that wonderful moment when um, the doctor says, have I got a dog? When um, Rumford yes. asks, have yes. you got a dog? Have I got a dog? The pride that he has in canine is a glory. Yeah, no, that was cool. I think that's about the point at which Amelia says, it's getting rather exciting, isn't I it? Know, <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, no, I think the Doctor really feeds off her excitement as yeah. well. Like, he's, he's, he is the one who feeds off the yeah. adversity and loves the excitement of a naughty thing, but the fact that someone else is finding it more exciting is just, it's quite a different role for him to play. Loved yeah. it. And f- when canine finally does turn up, after the high-pitched whistle. I love the scene between the Doctor and the canine. It's probably my favourite Doctor canine moment where he says to canine, you always wanted to be a bloodhound, didn't you, canine? He's like, negative, master, negative. He's like, yes, you have, yes, you have. That's brilliant. Love it. Yes. Um, 
the first clue that Vivian is is dodgy mm. is when she looks at Romana with surprise when she escapes her cliff top yes. peril. Let's talk but about again, the, we should talk about the cliff top peril. Should we talk about the cliff top peril? Well, let's talk about let's it talk in a moment. Let's talk about the cliff top peril. Let us talk. Christy, do you think we should talk about the cliff top peril? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Christy. Affirmation. Doctor, where are you? Romana. Doctor. What's the matter? No, no! Ah! So, a lot of people have talked about the clifftop peril. <laughs> Several problems. It. Tom Baker doesn't want to be in the scene, so you only have Romana's reaction to the fact that the Doctor is there. Mm. Then there's the fact that she's, she falls further than, than she actually does. Stop or does it. she climb back up? Very agile. Nimble, they call her. Yeah. Um, also... Tell me. Um, I feel you may not remember this, mm. but when I was young, because I once me. was very young, yeah. you used to say, because you, you used to do the tape stories and you used yeah. to do lots of stories you'd write for me, um, you'd be like, this is the cliffhanger. And I'd be like, what does cliffhanger mean? And, and I didn't really get the concept oh, of what yeah. a cliffhanger was. And you explained it to me by using the Stones of Blood as the example. So you see at the end where she falls off, yeah, falls off the cliff. That's why it's called... And I, just, I didn't understand that other things that were quite tense at the end of an episode well, also could also be a cliffhanger. always like, had to be hanging off a cliff. You have to fall off a cliff, and therefore it is a cliffhanger. So Dragonfire episode one also qualifies with the Doctor <laughs> going down the ice caves on the cliff. But yes. it has to involve a cliff. I didn't realise. So there's only two real cliffhangers in Doctor exactly. There's probably more. Yeah. I don't remember them. Well, the obvious ones. Yeah. Um, oh, another canine moment that you pointed out I'd never noticed. When DeFries and Martha are killed, so what, does, what does the doctor do? Oh, he covers his eyes. He Don't covers... look at the terrible scene, I poor know. doggy. Yes, I can see me doing that to Janet. Yeah. So they're already dead, but we haven't talked about them very much. What did we think of DeFries and Martha? Um, I quite liked Martha. She, she was, was quite real. Elaine Ives Cameron. Cam Cameron. <laughs> Cameron. Um, she was, she was human. She yeah. was quite defiant. She obviously loved Defries, liked him very yeah. much, really. But she wasn't. Um, she wasn't going to just blindly follow and go. Yes, you're doing the no. thing. I'll follow you do the thing. She was like, no, that's really wrong and bad. Yes, Don't I draw. The I human. draw the line. Yes. And adding to the already cosy before cameras, Stones of Blood behind the cameras. There's that famous story from Tom Baker's autobiography that he said about Stones of Blood. The only thing he said about it, I think, was you haven't lived until you've shared a toasted tea cake with Elaine Ives Cameron. Wow. So I like to think of the behind-the-scenes cosiness of yes, that. Yes, that sounds even cosier than anything we've mentioned yet, Toasted really. tea cakes are cosier than a sausage sandwich. Where's the raven? It was here, perhaps. It's gone. Too late. Galia, great goddess of mercy. Anyway, moving on. Mm. 
I think umpty pumpty. Umpty pumpty. <laughs> Tell me about umpty pumpty. I think pumpty. that's all I've got to say, really. Just umpty pumpty. We have umpty pumptyed a lot since we heard umpty pumpty. <laughs> I don't remember ever hearing it before. No, I know. You're I just... probably thinking, why are they saying umpty pumpty <laughs> repeatedly? It's because at one point. Yeah, Amelia's trying to remember like an old Welsh. Um, poem a triad she something. calls it is that a thing I a don't triad know. I didn't know there were anything other than yeah. an aggressive person yeah. and then she starts <laughs> saying it's something like umpity pumpity again quite cosy yeah. now of all of the aliases of Vivian Fay nay Cesar of Diplos mm. names we have Signora Camara mm. we have Lady Montcalm mm. there was another one who I forget yes and my favourite is the mother superior of the little sisters of Saint Gadula that's <laughs> Silly name. I want to know about the little sisters of Gadula. Were they small? Were they all? Were they all? Tiny. I don't know. What was the Gadula sect like? They were aggressive in nature. Aggressive nuns. <laughs> but I'd like to see that story. The thing that wound me up a wee bit on that yeah. is Mrs. Trefusis. That's the one I was oh, missing. Oh yes. Um, so Romana obviously goes through the the history and sees that oh this house has been owned over a number of generations by women. Isn't that odd? I'm thinking, why is it odd, Romana? Such a, a forward-thinking time lady. Why is it so strange that a woman has owned a house for a number of years? That's, how does she know? She didn't even know what year she was in for a long time. Yeah, now she's is she so concerned that women... And I'm just... Yeah, I mean, obviously, just annoyingly, the fact that in this world it is a shocking thing that a but woman would own a house for that period of time. Or going back all those years. Mm, yeah. Still. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't. Indeed. Um, I always get a bit bored with the idea of canine being damaged and needing help. You know, like when it goes into the sea in the leisure hive or it's always being destroyed in one way or another. Being damaged is a very common thing for it. Yeah. But it did have this nice little scene between Tom Baker and Mary Tam where they kind of do this doctor and nurse aside to each other at the circle, where they said, I think it would be kinder to remove the cerebral core or whatever it was. And mm. it was like really like... But I don't know whether it's... Is it fake concern or is it real? Don't know. I don't know either. I always think that Lala Ward always overplayed her love of canine. She's like, canine! Oh, really? Too much. Canine! I just liked how comfortable... Mary Tam was holding like a, a silver cauldron thing with ticker tape in it. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. She did. She, did. <laughs> she was, yeah, it was comfortable. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, just something else which is cosy. A priest hole. Oh, I know. Priest Who holes are the coziest things. Yes. I want a priest hole in my house. I might have to carve one out of the wall. I, are you sure there isn't one? They might you be. moved all the pieces in your mantle? We haven't moved things from the study yet, so Ooh. it's possible there might be one there. Oh, costumes? We didn't even talk about the Caliac's feathery costume. Well, we didn't need to. Standard no. fare. Wear it all the time. I love the, the claws. Oh, yeah. But, uh, again, I don't, I don't want to get into it too much because I love the story. But I don't understand the changes of costume for no. Vivian. The, it doesn't serve a... It's not like she's about to be around lots of, like, worshipy types. She's just like... Okay, time to hang around the stones. Let's put some feathers on. Because there's the point at which DeFries and his followers and Martha are waiting for the Caliac, and she's not there. And I think it's because she's throwing Romana off the cliff as the doctor. Yes. But was she went to be there for a, a murder? Did she tell him to murder someone? 
through the eyes. Okay, can we get to the question I had a while ago? How the hell is people, is she seeing things through Crow's eyes? Well, because I, well, I kind of used to think that she actually transformed into the crow. But, but she did. she's elsewhere. She's elsewhere. And she's there. How is she seeing things? Well, I think it's a bit like Game of Thrones. Where well, they can see it through. I know, but it's the same concept. They don't talk about it any further. I think that's what's happening. Good. <laughs> I'm glad that was cleared up. Yeah, I really wish I could ask you more questions to have such clarity in response. <laughs> <laughs> the end of episode two is one of my favourite episode endings of all time. It's the glow in the circle. It's Vivian Faye grabbing Romana and the line we've already said. Oh, is there something going on in the circle? Strange. Let's take a look, shall we? Yeah, that was pretty special. And the fact that suddenly there's the staff, which we haven't seen before. Yeah. That's new. That's clearly not a authentically historical prop, yeah. a druidic prop. It's spacey. It is quite spacey. And Romana gets sent into hyperspace. Well, we don't know that yet, but we, she just gets zapped away. I had a feeling she was going into hyperspace, Did to be you? honest. Yeah. What's happening? So where do you stand on the Stones of Blood gets better or worse spectrum with the well, hyperspace I feel that you can't have just talked the way we have about the first two episodes with such joy at the cosiness and mm. the darkness and the, the kind of gothic gorgeousness of the first two episodes and say, but the second two are better. Because they're not. They, they do add something. Like, it, I think if you see them as discrete parts, yeah. then the first two are better. However... If they'd carried on doing the same old stuff well, for two more episodes, ask you. it probably wouldn't have been as Do cool. You it's think it's so fast paced. There's yeah. always something going on. You're like, Christ, where are we now? Yeah. We all know I like people moving around and things changing. So really, that adds something to it. Yes, they're not the better parts, but they, um, they're complementary parts to the first yeah. two. You see, I would like to see a four episode version of Stones, still a four episode version of Stones of Blood, but it's all set around Boscowan. I'd love to see that with more development and less backstory even for Cesar. I don't need mm. it. And to actually maybe flesh out some of the, the people who were druids and their home lives. And <laughs> <laughs> you don't want a whole 26 parter. 26 season long Stones what of Blood. What made you get to that point where you wanted to be a druid? No, but with the Kalyak having things over people, Vivian Faye having things over it people. It definitely and... had the potential to be a bigger series. There yeah. was more backstory that was interesting. I think you could have had but a six episode been... or even. No, I'm very glad it's not. Wrong. Because the four parts that we have were... They, they were are pacey beautiful. and fun. Yeah. And yes, I, it would be a different beast if you were really pushing it. And, but Boscowan is lovely. I, think I want to go there. One of the things is, I don't think that, that Susan Engel gets enough to do. I think... Yeah, she couldn't so be... Honor Blackman turned the part down because she said, no, well, Beatrix Lehman, Lehman is going to get all of the lines fun. Yeah. All of the fun, so I won't do it. And I think, yes... Vivian Faye is, is a nicely crafted part, but I think it's underwritten. I think she could have... There's more about her motivation. Would have been really interesting to, yeah. to delve into that. Yeah, the, yeah, I'm sure that there probably was quite a bit cut. Do you think? But, yeah, just because it probably didn't add much extra to the plot, but for the character development, it would have been fantastic. Mm. What are you suggesting, Romana? <laughs> Some kind of sisterhood that's been worshipping these stones for... When was the convent founded? 12th century, wasn't it? <laughs> For 700 odd years. Oh, that's a little bit hard to believe, isn't it? 
So I would have liked to have seen the Megara actually at the stones. I think the fact that they're only in the ship, I could see them. Aren't they about at the stones them. at the end? Are they there? When they turn, when she turns into the stone, I think she, they're there. Oh, and then he clicks his fingers and they go. They oh, are good. there briefly. Okay. That's all right then. Yeah. So um, we're in hyperspace. Yes. And you've got the old knocked-off Doctor Who monsters in there, haven't you? You've got an android from the Android Invasion. Yeah. A Wirren. A Wirren. Is there anything else? No. 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 They really didn't throw many old props No. I do worry about one Wirren being there. Has it implanted another Wirren oh, in a Wirren? I felt bad else? for it. Did so you? You were more angry with it. They're no, I wasn't angry with it. I was just thinking the Wirren are freaking dangerous. It's not, a, it's not one of the monsters I would choose to have. I don't think you choose to be on a prison ship. No, <laughs> but I mean the production team as a, as a lone creature that's been left behind. Anyway, that's, that's a very small part. Oh, we haven't talked about the Ogre. Let's talk about the stones. Let's. Liked them. Out of ten. Um, they were always quite high. I think in our, um, our own homemade Doctor Who top trumps... Yeah. The Ogre were pretty powerful. Were I think they? they were almost a nine or a ten yeah. in the strength stakes. Yes. Um, they, uh, yeah, I think, again, obviously we've heard the Flight Through Entirety um, podcast yeah. recently, but they, I think they put it quite well. That really, because they weren't human, yeah. it did add something to who they were. Yeah. They were complete. they were silicon-based, they didn't talk, they were quite... Um, Wally. Unlike <laughs> anything. When they try and make things more human it does sometimes take away from them mm. and they were just creatures you couldn't mm. bargain with you couldn't do anything with they were just going to kill you and keep yeah. coming yeah i think um my favorite moments definitely were every time they passed a window oh my word <laughs> the french windows at the house yeah. then the cottage windows yeah and also honestly the scene with the campers mm. see i remember reading that again i, I only ever remember let me do this podcast that i read the target book of Stones of Blood. And the scene with the campers in that really, really upset me. Did it? Yes. I remember being really like, how can they add characters in there and they yeah. just get rid of them because they were real human type, lovely people. And then they were just gone. And mm. that to me is something that isn't normal for Doctor Who. Maybe it is, yeah. but it didn't feel it. Generally, you only killed off characters that had some kind of an exposition yeah. prior, but they were just there for the purpose of being killed. I'd always like, also like to talk about the campers because I think the campers are really, really interesting characters. And, and that seems silly because they're only in it for a minute. Because of the choice to have people who are clearly... Locals. Locals. Having it off in the tent, probably. Yes. Rude. He's got his top oh, off. Oh, so we can't talk about dogging, but we can talk about <laughs> in the tent. <laughs> it's okay. But the, just having younger people with a guy with his top off in Doctor Who, it just feels yes. a bit odd. They never talk or infer about sex, really. So no, yes. but I just think it's really weird that they're kind of youngish. And you could have had a bumbling old couple with their Tupperware boxes. Yeah. With the tent, but it's actually a young couple. More who... believable though, because it's not yeah, like... no, it was, but I just think it it's a weird fit for nineteen seventies Doctor Who. They're the most ordinary characters yes, in any Doctor Who I can think of. Of any kind, yeah. Do you know what I mean? True. Yeah, no, I do. I I'm with you. Good. Um, I could say that Tom Baker coming out of a vortex scenario, spinning round. Yes. Does it much better than Sylvester McCoy or Sophie Aldred does? Yes, much, <laughs> much better. And the fact that you come out of a vortex into hyperspace, mm. much better than five minutes down the road. Yeah. I was happier about that. Spaceship. Exterior, bad. 
has microphones on the back of it. Yeah. But in- I think that's part of the joy. Yeah. And inside, good. Yeah. I think. Very white. There is a feeling clean. of space. There is. Yeah. But I don't really understand. What is Cesar doing up there when she's looking through windows and just being around up there? Just hanging around, being silver. Is she? Enjoying just the freedom of it all. And what about, what about the silver makeup? Take me through that. Why has she got silver makeup? She doesn't have silver makeup. She's silver. She's silver. She's silver. So she's, she's transmogrifying into pink as Vivian when she wants to be Vivian. Flesh like, I'd say. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Quite I'm happy with that. with that. Yeah. So you've got the courtroom drama that starts um, because the doctor removes the seals. Do you like the courtroom drama? Um, I like the Megara. I think they're funny. I like their their kind of their silliness and the fact that they are supposed to be so impervious to um any feeling or any kind of reason if it doesn't fit with the facts that they're they're with. I really yeah. I think that that's quite nice. The the fact that you can't really use anything to fight them. The doctor is kind of at a loss as to how to generally he can talk his way out of anything. They're but, really quite fearsome adversaries yeah. in that sense, aren't that they? Logic. Yeah. It just you can't fight that by being Tom Baker and being rather clever. Which is why we were worried about our Kaliak, wasn't it? On last last month's episode. Facing right. up to the Megara. I know. I was shocked that we got past them so quickly. <laughs> we did very well. Again, I feel that we could have taught Tom Baker a thing or two. Without suddenly shouting, OBJECTION! <laughs> Which I really like. Now, while all this is going on, Romana and Rumford are... No, Romana's there, isn't she? But when Romana escapes again, with the ogre behind her, oh, I like that bit. Yes, and she, and she runs. runs and she's and like, Run. Quick, Rumford. Yeah. Well, Amelia, whatever. And they have that side plot in which... Which is really cosy, so I like it, and I'm not going to criticise it, but it doesn't really add to anything, is the fact that Romana and Amelia look through the cookery books and see that she yes. doesn't like lemon juice, and yes. she crosses out all the recipes with lemon the juice. The whole kind of thing about having a different metabolism was quite nice. I think you're just used to the fact that generally every adversary is very humanoid and humanish, mm. and so the fact that you can determine by someone's metabolism and by their makeup where they're from is quite lovely. It and is. they're like, oh yes, that's the Tessetti system. Very yeah, close that's to nice, Ogros. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Now, do you find yourself tuning out at all when you're listening to the Megara? Yeah. I know I did. I tried to listen to it all, but the plink, plinky, plonky, after a while. If they had something important to say, but often yeah. they were just wittering. There was wittering. Yeah. Where is your authorization? I'm sorry, I didn't realise I needed authorisation. You see, I'm a stranger here myself. But I promise I'll never break any other seals without authorisation, ever. Contrition is to be accounted in the accused's favour. Ignorance of the law is not. I will undertake his defence. I think you should advise your client that there is little likelihood of clemency. I will so advise him. He has gone. Further proof of guilt? No matter. None can escape the Megara. I have to say, when they finally do get to assess the memory cells, I love the specificity of the crime that Cesar has committed. Impersonate, not just impersonating a goddess, but impersonating a Celtic goddess is the crime. Yes. That's brilliant. To wit, a Celtic goddess. That's it. Here. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Love that. Um, and also the fact that she has to um, has those crimes, those sentences 
and they're to run consecutively. She's not getting away anytime soon, yeah. is she? But she lives quite a wee while. Yes. So is she eternal? Has she? We don't know. We don't know. I don't think the books about citric acid tell us that much. No. But it would be interesting to visit Diplos at one point. Yes. I was out. very interested by the whole Tauceti system and yeah. all of the planets that yeah. live there. Absolutely. Um, so... I think we're probably at the point in which we... Um, well, let's talk about the departure. Let's talk about the end. So we have Amelia being left alone. I love her happy dance. And she does that happy dance, doesn't she, at the end? She adorable. skips at the prospect of writing a monograph about yes. what's happened. So adorable. But without all the bits that would make people doubt her yes. academic integrity. Yes, exactly. Yes. And the line we used to repeat, I don't know if you remember, when Romana leaves, we used to say all the time to each other back in the day, Thanks for everything. <laughs> she doesn't quite say it right. Thanks for everything. That was because we were quite scathing and took the we piss were, out of everything. I took the piss out of absolutely wrong. everything. Yeah. Bless, bless Mary Tam. Funny. Never noticed a police box there before. Goodbye, Professor. And thank you for everything. So, final thoughts on Stones of Blood. Um, it's brilliant. It gave me my name. And... <laughs> Yeah, and there's not enough cosy things in the world that could make up anything as wonderful as the first two episodes. Yeah. And how does it fit for you in the key to time season? Is it up high up Oh, it's the best. It's the best? The best, absolutely. Same here? Don't even question that. Yeah, Yeah, the whole idea of the key to time story arc was, again, something you told me about before (laughs) I even knew it existed and remember thinking that will be amazing, I cannot wait. Yeah. And I don't feel like I was let down by it. Yeah. Uh, every time that I've watched one, like, I shan't tell you the specifics, but my password for a number of things have come out of... Really? <laughs> of the key to time. If everyone would, yeah. Actually, any Doctor Who fan could probably break into every one of my accounts <laughs> with the key to time season and the various different... Sure you should <laughs> Stop it. Stupid girl. Um... So what do I think? As I've said... What do you think? Yeah, thank you for asking. <laughs> Coziest Doctor Who story ever. I can just see through the window now into the darkness here in Auckland. There's a, there's, a, there's, no, there's a really nice sort of glowing light from some window and it just makes me think of the Stones of Blood. Yeah. Any time you see darkness with a cosy Cozy bit, light, yeah. it th- makes me think of that. Yeah. Um, I read the book about a zillion times. Yeah. What uh, was the cover? I cannot remember. It was Tom Baker... And the stones behind, and, oh, and there the was Kaliak the Kaliak with it? the wings. Yes, yes. yes. Wonderful. And there, you can I see, love you can see the Druids. response to when she said, I used to be a brown owl, and Romana's like, okay. <laughs> okay, that's a thing then. But <laughs> well, that's a massive clue, isn't it, to the fact that she's the Kaliak? Yes, but I just loved that it was just like, Romana was just like, I'm not quite sure what that means, but perhaps she could be an owl. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, just, I don't know. It means nothing to me. Yeah. Um, it's very English. Yeah. So, and I like all the references to everything that's, that's English as well, like the academicness of it and the different stone circles, the gorsets of prophecy and all that, and all the mytho- mythological elements yes. are very strong. The Kaliak loves that too. I'm sure she does. So, I think it's a massive thumbs up from yeah. World Enough and Time to yeah. the Stones of Blood. It's going to um, be tricky choosing characters. Characters for the Hall of Fame. All of them. All of them. Well, it's quite a small cast, so we exactly. can almost do it. De Vries, 
Martha, Vivian Fay, Amelia. Amelia. Is there anyone else? The Megara? No. Uh, Ogre? No. Oh, they're not characters. No, the four characters. Yes. Choose wisely. Yeah. We know but what's going to happen. The problem is, <laughs> it's like Rumford's going to win yeah, massively. she will. But then I'm not going to be angry with that. No, I because she, she probably deserves, deserves to. Yeah. And, yeah, there's references to her being, like, Evelyn Smythe. No. I, oh, yes, we were, yes. Yeah. She's not Evelyn Smythe, is to she? To me, Amelia is a very wonderful character in her own right that isn't just playing an old lady. She's playing mm. someone who has a real character, a thought, a... A decision about what's important to her. She's really interesting, um, but yeah, no, she's she's wonderful. Yes, and Beatrix Lemon, Lemon, she must know. be Lemon. Lemon, there's someone who I follow on Twitter, and I've met in real life, and I'm just trying to remember her name, which is rude of me, but um, she's already really upset with you. I know. I think she's called Mel, and Good. she's got amazing hair, and not she- as good as mine right now. And she, no, it's not full Barbara. And there she is. She's Mel L.I., Mel Lee. And her Twitter handle is robot, M-E-I-L-E. And I'm fairly sure she's writing a biography of Beatrix Lehman. Oh, OK. And she's been researching it. I don't know how, whether... Based it's... on her love of Stones of Blood, or...? Well, she's a Doctor Who fan, okay. so yes. But I think she's gone back into all her acting roles and everything, and... And stuff about her life and her um, sexuality as well. Oh, yes, interesting. Interesting stuff. If it's not you, sorry, I've I've appropriated this stuff for you. I'm really glad you just. <laughs> and I will up cut. It. <laughs> <laughs> I will cut for the podcast. Oh, goodness. But I'm fairly sure that's who it is. So good. Good stuff. Yes. Have you anything you'd like to say? I don't think I've got anything left. Um. I wish you were all as fortunate as I as having a birth story as good as the Stones of Blood. No one does. Let us know what is your birth story. I mean, I've got the sea devils. That's pretty good. Mm, No. No. Um, (laughs) Rude. Yeah, no, I would like actually to hear of our listeners what their birth story is because I just find that fascinating. It would be interesting, although it does kind of unlock passwords. No, it doesn't, does it? Because it would be within the week that they were born. So is it safe? I think so. Good. Um, I think we just leave leave you with some advice. Count the ogre. Yeah. That's a good warning to anyone. And to remember when anyone asks if you're from outer space. So no, no I'm more from, more from inner time. Yeah. That's how I feel. That's me. So um, thank you very much for joining us for this exploration of the 100th Doctor Who story on this, the day after mm. my co-host's 40th birthday. Yeah. We're so anniversarial, is that Aren't a word? We yes, that is the word. Um, but yeah, it's a shame you can't all come to my barn dance, but it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And we'll be looking back on it when we listen to this. It'll have happened yeah. quite some time before. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter? No. So, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Stone Doctor. Beware the all green.